independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. 71 commands in 13 minutes. A beating that was awful. A video that was out there. Cooler, calmer heads seemed to prevail over the weekend, which was good. But there's no doubt we've got a serious issue here. And this isn't helping the 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 talk of how do we bring police and communities together. The defund police movement, which is a horrible name and a stupid idea, is picking up steam yet again. But understandable after seeing the video of Tyree Nichols getting beat to death. I was watching it on Friday night. Took a day off. Thanks to uh, Craig filling in for me. And uh, my wife says, you're watching, you're watching. I said, eh, nothing. She goes, what is it? I said, you don't need to see it. She goes, come on. And I said, you don't need to see it. And I said, it's that. It's the beating of that guy in Memphis. And I've said this a thousand times. There are things in this business that you want to forget and you can't. And there are some things in life that you never want to forget. Sometimes you do. And this is one of those things where watching a guy getting beat, knowing full well what the outcome is, is hard to swallow. It is absolutely horrific. And these five officers are going to spend a long time in jail. And they should, based on this. No matter what their attorney says, and we'll get to that in a little bit. He was a human being who did not deserve this, no matter what he did or didn't do, because we still can't figure out what exactly he did. It was pulled over for what? We're not quite sure what traffic violation. And there's a lot of stuff flying around that he had a relationship with one of the cops wives. It, it doesn't matter. Police are not the judge, the jury and the executioners. That is not your job. This is not a movie where you're judge dread. You beat a man to death savagely. And I'm taking race out of this component, even though some people say, well, it's five, you know, five black cops. So we should that that's something I'm going to take it out of it for this moment. It was five officers who decided at that moment in time, for whatever reason, this is what they were going to do. And they did it. They tarnished themselves, the badge, and they killed another human being. And they once again drove division between communities across this country. And they really don't know what they did to their own families. They have put their own families in harm's way. They have brought shame to their own families. They brought shame to the black community. I feel sorry for them. We all should. Because this doesn't help. What the hell were you thinking? How is there not one officer of the five that says, what the hell are you guys doing? 
How is there not one human being in a group of other human beings that can stand back and say, this isn't right. I need to put an end to this. Are you that afraid that they're going to do what? Beat you to death? We ask too much of our police force. When I always hear the word, uh, we're going to defund the police, I just laugh and say, exactly what are you going to do when you defund the police? We're going to put money into all kinds of programs, programs that are run by the states and the cities that will not work and will not give you the results you want. And then you're going to be asking, where exactly is the police force? Where exactly is the people that's here to supposedly, quote unquote, help us? You're not going to do that. What we need to do is reimagine the police. What we need to do is to bring in people to give people the understanding of, look, this is what police should be doing. De-escalation is one of them. Yes. None of that would have mattered, though. It seemed like this was a personal vendetta in some way, shape or form. And I know there'll be conspiracy theories flying around, but there was something about this situation that took place that was awful and violent. There was no de-escalation. 71 commands in 13 minutes. Some of them went against each other's commands. But if you want to reimagine what the police is, I am all for talking about that. If you want to defund the police, you're an idiot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Other countries do it differently. No doubt about that. If you look at the amount of training that's received by the typical police officer, city, county in this country, and you compare it to other places, I mean, it's so much less. We spend 20, 25, maybe 30 weeks. There's a lot of countries that spend eight months a year. Yeah. Eight months or a year. Eight months or a year. We need change in a way that we ask our police officers like we're asking our teachers. We need you to be sociology professors. We need you to be psychologists. We need you to be marriage counselors. We need you to fix the homeless problem. We need you to be drug counselors, amongst other things. We need an opportunity where we come together and go, how do we reimagine the police force for a modern time, a modern era? that brings the police an opportunity to not only work within the community and for de-escalation, but saves their ass from situations where you've got this. Now, these five guys did something heinous and horrible. And when you do that, you get a lot of people screaming and yelling, saying, hey, we need to do this or we need to do that, which you and I both know they'll overreact. The death of Tyree Nichols highlights the need for changes in policing, says NAACP President and CEO Derek Johnson. Getting tough on crime oftentimes is being smarter on crime, and we have yet to get smart on crime. He said those changes need to come from Congress, a claim echoed on ABC's This Week by civil rights attorney Ben Crump. Without federal police reform, I think we're going to continue to see these hashtags proliferate so much that we can't keep up with them. He said Tyree Nichols would still be alive if the city responded to previous complaints about the Scorpion unit. Yeah, and that unit is now disbanded. Uh, They had other issues on top of that. These things can work if done right. But when done wrong, we know who they are. 
go look at the Rampart Division in, in Los Angeles and the years that they ran free in their gangs unit. Go look at this division. The Memphis Police Department permanently deactivating the Scorpion Unit, short for Street Crimes Operation to Restore Peace in Our Neighborhoods. The unit launched in November 2021 to patrol high crime hotspots. Attorney Benjamin Crump claims the unit had previous instances of misconduct. We know that there were other members of the community that had been assaulted by this Scorpion unit. The Memphis Police Department has not yet responded to ABC's request for comment on the allegations. Yeah. So, they had some 300-plus felony arrests. Took about 120 grand out of the community, drug money, whatever you want to call it. Uh, But sounds like they're running around terrorizing, doing kind of what they wanted to do. And we've heard that before. These specialized units can work, but when left to run free, they do what they want to do, feeling like, hey, you know what? If we are doing the thing that keeps communities safe and the bad guys away from doing certain things, if we're bad guys in the process, well, that's okay. That's not okay. It's not. A reimagining of the police rather than defunding the police is where we need to go. Using modern technology in different ways to make things safer and better for everybody, including police, is what we should be doing. Asking them to be everything from come and fix our marriage because we're fighting to this guy's homeless and doing things. Come fix his problem. That stuff is is not for a police officer, but that's what we ask them to do. We need to reimagine the police, and that includes who gets to become a police officer. Less is more. Better quality. Psychological evaluations, yes, but ongoing interviews, ongoing training is also something that's needed, and some forces have it. And some say they do, but it's funny because I'll get somebody who goes, we train all the time. We do all this stuff. You don't even know. And then I'll get another officer who's like, hey, I've been here for 25 years and I really haven't had uh, much training outside of what we got. And a little bit here and a little bit there. These are things that need to be done, but we can't have a conversation when it becomes sensationalization. And that's a lot of what's happening. Sensationalized. And we need to have a real conversation in this country and how we go about not only helping the police in a way that helps them police better, but finding the best officers and people for the business and allowing good officers to root out bad officers without the fear of repercussion. And don't think that there's not. I talk to cops all the time. In fact, there'll be two cops in here today next to me, in the room next to me, doing a podcast. See them every Monday and Wednesday. And we have conversations about this all the time because this will be a topic of conversation for them for this next week. And I'll ask them, and they'll say, yes, outwardly, people are still afraid to go against their own. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter Tweet at us, text the program, a lot of stuff to get to. Gas prices going through the roof. That sucks for all of us. Is it time for us to say, all right, 13's too young for social media? Mm, Very interesting conversation. Indeed, we know who the Super Bowl 
teams are going to be. We'll talk about that as well. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter, your Instagram. Swiss America. Gold and silver. I've had coins for, uh, for a long time. I've always kind of collected coins. It's kind of been one of the things I've done in the past, and I will continue to do in the future. Right now, Swiss America has something amazing for you. All right, it's a Liberty Silver Walking, uh, a Silver Liberty Walking Half Dollar. Right now, twelve dollars and fifty cents. All right, two hundred fifty. That's your limit right now. But it's silver and gold is always a good thing in the worrisome world of what potentially may be inflation. And it's good to have the physical on your side. That's right. I said the physical. So why not think about, okay, is this a good time? Potentially, where could things be going in the, in, the, in, the, in the coming days, weeks, and months? Who knows when it comes to inflation? But this might be a perfect opportunity for you to grab a hold of that with Swiss America. And right now is your chance to take advantage of this. $12.50, limit 250 with Swiss America's Liberty Silver Half Dollar right now. Go grab yourself that. And you want to do that, you want to call or text to reserve at 800-289-2646 or visit SwissAmerica.com. I've got tons of these things. I received one uh, from them. Very kind of them sent me one. It is awesome. said, you know what? We could all use a little bit more of these. These were issued and minted from 1916 1947. They can be yours for $12.50 while supplies last. Again, limited, 250 per customer. Right now, why don't you text or call 800-289-2646 or visit SwissAmerica.com slash Chad. SwissAmerica.com slash Chad. Chad Benson Show. Welcome to the Chad Autonomous Zone. Woo! Bipolar. There's a lot of things that I love about Hitler. No. Bipartisan. Don't abandon. Don't censor. Engage. Yes. The Chad Benson Show, where free speech and uncensored thought run wild. That's crazy. 10, 9, 8. The Philadelphia Eagles have won the NFC Championship. 4-3-2-1. By the final score, the Eagles 31, the 49ers 7. This will be a 45-yard attempt from the far hash. At eight seconds to go in regulation, Cincinnati does have one timeout left. Harrison Butker, the biggest kick of his Chiefs' life. Placement is down. Butker's kick is up. The spinning kick high, floating in the air, and it is good! 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 Did Cincinnati call timeout? They did not! They did not! They did not! It's a field goal from 45 yards out by Harrison Butker with three seconds to go in regulation. And that thing just hung up in the air. Yes, it did. Man, tell you what. Watched both games yesterday. Well, took a nap in the second half of the uh, Eagles-Niners game. I thought that game would be better. Uh, but when you're on your third-string quarterback, who's the feel-good story of the year, uh, Brock Purdy, the the guy that is Mr. Irrelevant, the last pick of the draft, who is the third-string quarterback, who Trey Lance, they traded all these picks for, and they got him, and he's in his second year, but he's injured for the second consecutive year. Then you've got the guy that everybody seems to want to get rid of, but they continue to win with, and that is Jimmy G, and he's injured. So in comes Brock Purdy, first series, third play, He gets hammered on his arm. His elbows hurt. 
In comes Josh, somebody or other. <laughs> Douglas Daniels, I'm not quite sure. 13th team he's played on, by the way. Career backup. He's awful, right? I, I don't blame him. I mean, you know, he, he's he's better than me, but uh, uh, this is not, you know, this is not going to get you over the hump. This was not the feel-good story. And he does virtually nothing. Then he gets hurt, and then at one time, McCaffrey is playing quarterback for them. Purdy comes in, and he throws a couple tiny pass. It was, it was just, it was a dominant game. The other game, great game. And he made that kick by the skin of his teeth. The winds were nasty. 50 yards maybe was as far as those guys could kick it in that wind and that environment. And he makes that kick, old Harrison Buckner. And the thing is, Mahomes runs with no timeouts, gets out of bounds, and a linebacker from Cincinnati hits him out of bounds, gives him an extra 15 yards which allowed them to make that kick. On the sidelines, they're all consoling him. Apparently in the locker room, there was not a lot of consoling going on and a lot of you effing idiot going on. So now we've got the Chiefs and the Eagles in the Super Bowl two weeks from yesterday. 323-538-2423. 13, good age for social media. We'll discuss Chad Benson Show. Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. At school in Virginia, where the six-year-old shot the teacher, they go back to school today. It's the first time class has been back in session since the incident, where the six-year-old kid, who was his designs of killing the teacher included burning her to death in front of him so he could watch her die. They put up a, a, a graphic on the screen of all the new implementations they're putting, uh, implementations of safety that they're putting into 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 play today. what well yeah because you know we want everybody to be safe yeah but you're putting in metal detectors it's an elementary school well one kid shot he did he was evil and bad which you guys knew about for a long time which throughout the day of the shooting you were told he was going to do horrible things his mother and father had to come to school with him every day he threatened to kill another kid at playground and he showed him the gun other Teachers and 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 helpers had worried thoughts and had said, "Let's check him again." And you 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 continued to not pay attention to that. Any one of those could have prevented this. Putting up metal detectors, making kids have clear backpacks, not allowing anybody on campus. Oh, that is the. You're an idiot. We want people to be safe. We do want them to be safe. But when the red flags are there and you decide to ignore them, it doesn't matter. Because that's what you did. You're trying to see why you're a, a, a yourself after said fact. It ain't going to work. It isn't going to work. That's all I'm saying. That's it. 
That's all I'm saying right there. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. Your Twitter, your Instagram. Have you noticed gas prices are going up? Once again, gas prices are on the rise, but this time it is coming as a shock to many Americans who are used to paying less during the winter months. The cold weather usually signifies that less people are on the roads and less demand, but the national average has already jumped to $3.51 a gallon, according to AAA. Gas prices have increased by 12 cents since last week and 41 cents since last month, with states like Colorado, Georgia, Florida, Ohio, and Delaware seeing the biggest surge. Yeah, it sucks, by the way. So uh, two weeks ago, I paid $2.79. $2.79. And what did I pay today? I paid $3.39. It's a huge jump in price there. It's a massive jump in price. Uh, and it was, it was, it's been moving up. Maybe I paid two eighty nine. It's It's about a 40, 50 cent jump in prices. Why? They'll come up with all kinds of baloney. Analysts point to the recent Arctic blast that crippled refineries and led to outages. The Biden administration has also halted its unprecedented release of millions of barrels of oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve that brought relief to many Americans at the pump last year. But according to Gas Buddy, Americans don't have to worry about seeing prices reach $5 a gallon like we saw last summer. Yeah, yeah, we don't have to worry about so. But you didn't say we didn't have to worry about four dollars of gas when we worry about inflation, things of that nature. This is what happens. So you you you've, you're releasing of the uh, our strategic uh, strategic petroleum reserves. You're going to stop that. So from here, what do we do? Remember when we turn stuff off, we disincentivize drilling, and and when we do that, what ends up happening? It's not a flip of the switch and everything comes back on and away it goes. No, 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 no. It takes a while. Something you do today may not be felt for for several months. Vast majority of the stuff you see being drilled are small one, two, three, you know, drill operations, mom and pop shops. We always think, ah, it's just these massive things. You make drilling on federal land virtually impossible and not worth it. So you could scream about, we got all the leases. We've become dependent again on the open market rather than on ourselves. So we're going to continue to see a rise in prices. It might not get to five bucks, but I don't want to get to four, four fifty. Do you? It's not a win. And there's no election coming up at this moment. So there's no reason to try to really push hard to push it down when we can push crazy stuff like great environment. Let's do all this wonderful stuff. Blah, blah. Sucks. The reality of it right there is I don't think it's going to go down. I would like to think that because one of the things we're not taking into account is China's back at it again. So China, China is open up. They're back in business. And because they're back in business, they're going to be needing more energy. And their more energy is going to cause a, you know, a real crunch. On what's available. Then you roll into the summer season. Some of these things are going to be going offline in the next month or two to get ready for the summer blend. So that'll cause a spike in some prices as it normally does as we head towards spring and then into summer. So all of those things are going to add up. So would I be surprised if we saw oil and gas shoot up to, you know, $4, again? No. God willing, it doesn't happen. But would I be surprised? No. That affects you and I. 
every day in the goods that we have. And it keeps inflation where it's at because of the price of moving goods from point A to point B. That gets passed on the consumer. And then we have the Fed going, well, should we raise rates again? Yeah. Yeah. That's the fear factor right there. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. Your Twitter, your Instagram, all of the other things. What should we do with TikTok? How old should you be to be on social media? Across the board. Now, my kids are, they go around on TikTok. Uh, They like it. They love it. They don't do Facebook. They don't do Instagram really anymore. I mean, Instagram is yesterday's. Instagram is what Facebook, Instagram to the youth is what Facebook was to, you know, the, the millennials. TikTok has exploded. Men, women, children, everybody at some point in time, they're just TikTok crazy. And you get sucked in, man. It is a giant succubus. But the question about what should we do with it? What is a good age to expose kids to social media? But Bill Maher brings something up about TikTok and the insanity of TikTok and the growth. of. Think about this. TikTok was nothing five, six years ago. It is now a behemoth and it changes your brain i i really i mean i've talked to people your age like sometimes movies i can't watch a whole movie i'm like Ooh. really they can't watch a movie because mm. it's sitting still yeah. for two hours yeah 90 minutes even N- right yeah. well whatever it is they can't 90 seconds is yeah. kind of a stretch <laughs> okay so this is evidence i mean is this really what you're after is, mm. is stopping this rotting of young people's brains because we do seem to be doing experiment on young people's brains yeah I was talking, so uh, we all went out on Friday enjoying ourselves, having a, having a time just as a family out doing some fun stuff. And we were talking about movies because we watched Megan over the weekend. And I said, well, let's rent Megan to, to watch that tonight. And we started getting on to Avatar. And we'll talk about, you know, how well that thing's doing in a little bit. But the my, my, my eldest daughter says to me, uh, I, just, I just couldn't watch a movie for three hours. Now, for me, I get it because I, why, but... But three hours, three hours. The fact that, uh, you know what's the most ex- incredible thing? How well Avatar's done in a TikTok world where people can't pay attention for 10 minutes. That, to me, is the most amazing thing of all of this. But there's no doubt, even in my mind, not being able to sit there and like, I, you know, just because I go down rabbit holes. Oh, I like that actress. Oh, what has she been on? Don't I know her? Where's she been? Oh, I like him. He's cool. What has he been in? You start going down a rabbit hole, then you're on to somewhere else, and it's it's just easy to do. But the TikTok society is making it so now we can't even pay attention for longer than two seconds. China! So right now, there's no incentive for TikTok to help you go to bed. Right? There's no incentive to keep you <laughs> right. present. Right? Every, every additional video you watch, they make more money the longer they keep you on there, which is why in China, there's actually rate limits on how much like children can use it per day. Like only 40 minutes per day. And yet it is a Chinese app. It's a Chinese app. So they give us the one that yeah. rots our children's brain. Exactly. And by the way, in China, stupid things in the algorithms aren't pushed. Nationalism, kids doing great things with grades and science, that is pushed to the top of their searches that is pushed to the top of their algorithms here they flood us with inane stupid stuff because well why wouldn't they 
So they do nothing when the average child in the United States uses it for, on average, 100 minutes a day. Right. And every year that number's been going up by on the order of 7 to 10 minutes. And so there's this question of what's going on where China says this is too dangerous for our own children to use, but it's fine if American children use it. That's scary, right? And that brings us to what's a good age? What is a good age? The U.S. Surgeon General says 13's too young. Dr. Patel. The Surgeon General is absolutely correct in my professional opinion that children aged 13 are simply too young to be on social media, scrolling through those platforms, and frankly, getting addicted. Yeah, uh, they are. Now, I look, I my, uh, my kids, people say, well, do you allow them? Yeah, I do, because I spend a lot of time with them. So does my wife. So we spend a lot of time talking to them. And, uh, you know, one of our kids, she's more into the metaverse. Charlie will watch. Uh, she's got two or three little, like, girls that she enjoys to, to watch them and their dad do fun stuff. But uh, in the, my, in, you know, Jack and my other one, uh, my other daughter, the Lily, they like TikTok a lot. But they'll like TikTok for, like, 15 minutes. And then they're just like, and they're going to go outside for an hour and run around. They'll like TikTok for 30 minutes, watch it. Like Jack will watch hockey stuff. Look at the street plays. And then they got to go out and they got to do something. And that was like me when I was a kid. My friends were getting into computers and they were playing Dungeons and Dragons, nerd, nerd out. And they were doing those things. And for me, I could do it for about half an hour and then I needed to be active. But I could see because myself, uh, my uncle will send me something on TikTok because apparently that's his job. <laughs> We're partners in the business, but he's got to watch every TikTok ever invented. He'll send me something, and I'll get sucked. And before you know it, boom, I've watched 30 of them in a row. I'm like, i got to stop this because it's that easy. And they're so inane and so stupid. But it is that easy. Reels is the same way. All of them have something that is the same way, and it's just rotting the brain. Unless you – I think like anything, 13, is it a bad age? No. At the same time, do we have questions? Yes. Yes, we should. But I also think it's up to the parents to, because you could be 18 and you haven't exposed your kids to this and they could be a hot mess. You could have a 13-year-old who can have the understanding of what's in front of them and how to deal with it. Teens are even exposed to misinformation, hate speech, cyberbullying, and predators out there who want to manipulate teens and get their identity and their privacy. There's a lot of unknowns that are happening with the developing brain and long-term social media usage. Yes. Got to be wary of it. You have to be wary of it. But you have, that means talking to your kids. Talking to your kids about the mental health impact and talking to your kids about a lot of different things, including the scumbags that are out there, the misinformation. Look, the misinformation, disinformation, they're mostly watching silly, stupid stuff. But is there some of that out there? Of course. But that's like in everything else. That's where you have a conversation with your child and hope that they go, hey, can I ask you a question about this? But a lot of it is just like just so stupid. It is. And it can suck you in, man. I'm telling you. Do you not have to be a kid to be sucked into it? Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson Show, your Twitter, your Instagram, all of the other things. Raycon best earbuds around. If you don't have a great set of earbuds, you're fooling yourself that you could just walk around with some wires and stems and think. Ah, no, you need to get Raycons. Love mine. Play a lot of pickleball this weekend. Had my Raycons in. Never fell out. Love it. 
fantastic. Could hear everything that was going on, the kids playing, all that stuff, because I had my awareness mode on. The everyday earbuds are incredible. They cost about half the price of all the other earbuds that are out there that are supposed to be high-quality earbuds. There's no stems. There's no wires. They fit like you cannot believe. Eight hours of talk time, 32 hours of battery life, just the best earbuds around. I swear by them, you will too. If you're looking for earbuds to kick off your years, you're rocking and rolling, you're getting ready to do stuff, you tried some other things, try these. They cost far less and they go much further. They're called Everyday Earbuds by Raycon. Go to buyraycon.com slash chad. Get yours now, buyraycon.com slash chad. Buyraycon.com slash chad. Chad Benson Show. Helen Keller is a Nazi terrorist that is a male. Is that what you're telling me right now? Yeah. Are you thinking of Hitler? Who's Hitler? Vaccines work, but only the Chad Benson Show is 100% effective against stupidity. Do you know what D-Day is? D-Day. In person? A rapper? God, Karen, you are so stupid. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and wherever you find your favorite woke-free podcasts. This is the Chad Benson Show. The Avatar sequel took down Star Wars at the box office over the weekend. This family is our fortress. Avatar The Way of Water slid into the fourth all-time spot at the worldwide box office, passing Star Wars The Force Awakens' $2.071 billion haul. It'll need another $100 million or so to get to the third spot, currently occupied by Titanic. And that means James Cameron has now directed three of the top four highest-grossing films. The original Avatar at number one, Titanic in third, and now Avatar 2 in fourth. Second place, by the way, belongs to Avengers Endgame. It is insane, though. Three hours plus for people to sit there. That is a long time (laughs) in in a time when we have zero patience. We're trying to find out how to make baseball games quicker and and and, you know, football games and sports and all of those things. How, How do we make them quicker? How do we make them, you know, just. You know, that's one of the reasons soccer, I think, is exploding in this country, besides the fact that it's just an awesome game, uh, is the fact that the timeline. Well, they just, you know, at the end of the game, Chad, they hold up like four extra minutes of extra time. Uh, yeah, but it's still, it's a two-hour game, right? Two hours and 15 minutes, you, you're you out of the park. You're you're on your way home, unless there's a chance for extra time. It's not like baseball, and God only knows when it'll end. But for this movie... To do as much money as it has. Based on the fact that we have a three hour plus time. Is pretty tremendous. When we have a TikTok society where we can't think for, you know, much further ahead than 10 minutes. And we're like, I got I got stuff going on. What is it? I don't know. I just got to I got to grab my machine. Crazy. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter. Speaking of that, I saw Megan over the weekend. I rented it on Friday. And uh, it's PG-13, so my kids watched it. Not Charlie. She didn't care too much about it because she's like, I want a doll like that. I'm like, you want a doll like that so you could sick it on other people. <laughs> so you don't get a doll like that. It was enjoyable. It was fun. It was everything I want in a movie. And it was 90 minutes. Hey, can't get past that 90-minute thing. Sorry, it just works. I'm looking forward to it. There's some good movies coming out, but uh, I think this weekend it's Knock at the Cabin Door. That's the new M. Night uh, Chalamet movie that looks creepy good and eerie. 
But uh, this, Megan, fun. Absolutely fun. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter, your Instagram. You miss any show, grab the podcast. A lot of stuff still to squeeze into this big Monday edition of the Chad Benson Show. More on Tyree Nichols and the killing of him by the uh, Memphis police. Talk a bit about that. It's going on in the Ukraine. Talk a little financial stuff with our buddy Zach Abraham as well. Remember, if you miss any show, grab the podcast. Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Happy, 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 happy. Beautiful. Monday. Horrible incident. Imagine this. 71 commands, 13 minutes. Some of those commands going against other commands that you're given. You're not quite sure why you've got pulled over. Five Memphis officers beat a man to death. I just... What else do you say? What else do you say? Why? How? How did this happen in today's world, knowing all the things we know? Because there are bad people out there who choose to be police officers. Did they start out bad? No. I think somewhere along the line, something happens in many of these cases. And along the way, they become bad individuals who then are in charge of the safety of the public. And the last thing that they do is provide safety. disgusting vile sick policing in this country for the most part it's good we talk about these because they don't happen a lot i know that people make you think like it happens every single day and this is all that happens this is an everyday occurrence i'm not bringing race up into it van jones brought race up to it uh the other day where he basically said you know these cops put on this uniform and because of uh the the systemic racism in this country it allows them to go out and be as uh, you know a de facto puppet for for whiteism i'm not going to buy that it's a bunch of crap are there other people out there that think that way of course there is uh dur i got a message today for some white people i mean we rub our chests we find our heartbeat and we say we did this we did this white supremacy did this i'm talking about tyree nichols police didn't do this the memphis police department didn't do this white supremacy did this so the memphis police department didn't do this white supremacy did this 
So the black officers, and that's what I bring up because they are black officers, and I've heard from people already today. Chad, they're black officers. I get that. People are going to say, did these black officers get put in a situation where after spending time on the streets and seeing black uh, uh, crime on crime, decide to themselves that this is these people are evil and that they need to be the justice for 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 the the white person. No, stop that. It's n- these were bad cops who did a bad thing. The why, I don't know. Couldn't tell you why. I don't think anybody at this moment can tell you why. They need to do other things now when it comes to police. We need to look at how we do other things when it comes to police and how they uh, police. And they're going to come out and say, it's time to defund the police. It's time to put that money into homes and to this that and the other no it's it's time to reimagine the police taking isn't it funny that the people that want you to throw more money at homelessness while homelessness rises and is becoming a problem because money's not the answer wants you to take away money from public officials and things that serve us as a nation because it's evil and me it's not there's no doubt there's been tons of racism in police. We're not here to argue against that. This was a situation where you had bad cops cops doing something of which it might be a long while before we figure it out. They're charged with second-degree murder, aggravated assault, aggravated kidnapping. And these guys face a long, long, long time in prison, as they should for what they did. Are you saying in plain English that Tyree Nichols was beaten to death by these officers. Yes, I don't want to get into characterizing the video, but clearly the charges do say the officers beat him and caused his death and are responsible for his death. A defense attorney for Desmond Mills Jr., one of the five former officers charged with murder, says his client has regrets. He is remorseful that that he is attached to anything like this, that uh, he is involved or connected to the death of somebody, I caution everyone to to look at this with an open mind and to treat each of these officers as individuals. Translation, I'm going to do everything I can to get my guy potentially to flip first and because he played very little part in it compared to everybody else, and that maybe will be a helper for him when it comes to the fact that he's going to end up doing jail time and instead of spending the rest of his life in jail, he may only spend a decade, a decade in jail because he wasn't as bad. Now, how is it... That there are five individuals beating on a man, and not one of them says, eh, this isn't right. This isn't, this is a bad situation. Well, I thought you were going to say, no, I thought you were. How is it that that is what we have? That's a fair question to ask. Two people in the fire department lost their job for this as well. Want to understand? Much like with what we saw with George Floyd, how is it that the conversation isn't about policing in general? Why why are other police afraid to stand up and to say, this isn't happening, not on my watch? This isn't going down here. This isn't happening. I think most of us, human beings, if you were with somebody and they were out of control, and they were a friend of yours, a coworker, whatever it is, and you knew them, you, you would do everything in your power to stop them from going over a line. Why is it that this doesn't happen? 
That's a fair question to ask. The racism stuff is going to be out there. And they've, you know, I've seen a thousand different, you know, articles this weekend. Yeah, thousands of exaggeration. More than a few, more than one or two. A lot of articles. Pointing out it's all about systemic racism. It's all about racism here. It's all about this. And these cops feel like when they put it on that they're that they're 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 are are an extension of of the white man cleaning up in the black area and they've got to, you know, no 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 no. Let's take a step back for a second. How do we fix policing? How do we fix policing? These were five black officers who beat a black man to death. Did the did the white city council and the white judges and the white officers sign off on this? No. Why are cops in some cases feeling like the judge, the jury, the executioner? Why is it that no cops will stand up in a moment and tackle another cop and go, what in the blank are you doing? We don't hear a lot about that. Why? How do we reimagine police for the modern world with social media in mind? Because social media is a huge part of it. How do we get cops to go, hey, they're police officers. They're here to protect and serve. They're here to deal with crimes and issues. They're not here to fix people's marriages or to be drug counselors or homeless counselors or you can go on and on. How do we reimagine police for the modern era? but also make it so it's a place where cops can get the training they need to not only worry about this. I heard somebody say, well, it's about de-escalation. De-escalation? There was, there was, de-escalation was continual escalation. There was no, somebody need to de-escalate the cops. Why is it that other cops don't say, man, dude, this can't happen. Five cops beat a man to death. We need serious answers to the questions. But the other questions that are out there will continue to be asked. How do we modernize the police force? How do we not defund it, but we spend the money wiser? How do we make it safer for both the community and officers? Those things are serious questions, too, that need to be answered. Do I think we're going to get it anytime soon? No. No, we're not. Are we going to get a federal police guideline no were you going to tell the states hey states you guys can't run your police officers the way that you want to run them you got to follow these guidelines what if stuff goes south i mean there's so many things that go into this but when i hear it's all about racism or hear it's all about the i i everybody take a step back stop putting everything on race as everybody wants to do because it's an easy thing to do in today's modern world because it sells great on television and radio Let's have serious questions about modern policing and how we modernize policing. Give them the help they need. Give them ongoing training. Those things are huge. And at the same time, how do we work with communities? Give them the things that they need to help within their communities. But this, this was a judge, jury, and executioner situation do i think they thought they were going to kill him and get away with it probably not but i don't know but when you give 71 commands beat a man and do what you did to him what in god's name were you thinking and for the rest of you out there who were there of the five 
did nobody for a second think I should step in? This guy needs help. This is we've gone too far. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. Your Twitter, your Instagram. Love hearing from all of your buddy Zach Abraham from Bulwark Capital is going to join us at the bottom of the hour. Talk a little financial stuff. We like financial stuff. World, what's going on with it? Where's the market going? Are tech stocks going to go to hell in a handbasket? Talk a lot about uh, inflation and stuff coming up with him. Bottom of the hour. Omaha Steaks, inflate your belly with tasty, as they call it, love at first bite. Right now, omahasteaks.com. Promo code Chad at checkout. What do you get? 30 extra bucks off right this second. Already massive deals, 50 plus percent across Omaha Steaks. And then you're going to throw another $30 off on that. Boom, baby. So what do you get? It's perfect. Valentine's Day. Get that man or woman or yourself. Maybe you love you. The perfectly naturally aged, incredible Omaha steak. Tender, juicy, flavor everywhere. Maybe you're going to want to get them incredible burgers, hot dogs, bacon wrap. Oh, pork chops. Yeah. You know what? I'm, that's to my heart right there. So we did this weekend. We barbecued some hot dogs last night. Charlie tore through a couple of those. And I'm not going to lie to you. I'm watching a football game. I tore through a couple as well. That's why I love Omaha Steaks. Fill that freezer. Love it first bite. No one comes close to matching the flavor, tenderness, and value of Omaha Steaks. Order at omahasteaks.com. Share a special meal with your special someone. That's omahasteaks.com for the love at first bite sale going on now. Plus, use promo code Benson at checkout. Extra $30 off your order. omahasteaks.com. Promo code Benson. Minimum order may be required. A little what's trending straight ahead. Chad Benson Show. Welcome to Chad. No, not the country. The institution. The Chad Benson Show. Now it's time to find out what's trending. What's trending? Einstein, James Dean, Davy Crockett, Peter Pan, Elvis Presley, Disneyland, Princess Grace, Katie Grace, Chopper in the Suez. Norway, Oman, Pakistan, Qatar, Russia, Suriname. We had that grass, that plenty, Bush and Lester Banks, birthday party, cheesecake, jelly, beef, boom. What's trending? Let's find out what's trending on the interwebs. Start over on Twitter, shall we? A lot of stuff to do with the Super Bowl. A lot of stuff. BJ Hill. Trending. Cancelo. Soccer. Trending. Why? Uh, he's decided to go out on loan from Man City to Bound Moonship. The Last of Us trending. I have yet to watch an episode of that. Chuck Norris trending. Lisa Loring, if you don't know who she is, she's the original Wednesday from the show Wednesday. She passed away yesterday of a stroke. Oh, that sucks. Victory Monday trending. And then lots of stuff when it comes to the old Super Bowl. Mr. Beast is trending, too. We'll touch on that in a minute. Very interesting. If you don't know who Mr. Beast is, shame on you. Head over to Google. Eagles, number one trending thing yesterday. Five million searches. Super Bowl 23, what we know. It'll take place here in 13 days. It'll be the Eagles and the NFC and the AFC's Chiefs, the two best teams in the NFL this year. We'll see how that goes. Uh, Brandon Smiley, son of comedian Ricky Smiley, passed away yesterday. Jason Kelsey. So the Kelsey brothers will take each other on. In the Super Bowl. One plays for the Eagles. The other one plays for the Chiefs. Novak Djokovic yesterday won his 22nd Grand Slam 
title. More on Lisa Loring passing away. Wrexham versus Sheffield. I watched that game yesterday. So Wrexham, if you don't know what Wrexham is, it's a small town in Wales. It's much bigger than a small town, but it is a small, because Wales is a small country. And yesterday they played Sheffield Wednesday. Now, the league that Wrexham plays in is the it's the fifth tier. It's a national league, but it's not in the professional divisions. But most everybody that plays is professional. And they took on Sheffield United in the FA Cup, and it was a 3-3 three to three tie. The owners were Rob McInerney and uh, this guy named Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds was at the game. Uh, Rob McInerney was at the Philadelphia Eagles game because he's an Eagles fan as well. And it was interesting to watch that. Uh, lots of stuff about the Super Bowl, including the uh, Jermaine Pratt, who is a linebacker of much note with the Bengals. And on the way out of the field yesterday was letting Osani, who was the linebacker who had the horrible, horrible late hit on Mahomes and just yelled at him, what the blank are you doing? Like I said, on the field, some people showed him love. While they're walking off the field in the locker room, they did not give him the same amount of love. I told my wife, if I was them, I might want to book him a, a, a different ride home, if you will, back to Cincinnati. Mr. Beast is interesting. You don't know who he is. There's nobody bigger on the, the interwebs. Your kids probably know who he is. He's 24 years old. He is not a monster. He's quite the opposite. He paid for 1,000 people to get cataract surgery so they could see again. This guy's all about giving away his money and doing good, and it's very entertaining. This guy is forward-thinking. All he thinks about is YouTube and how to expand. He does wacky challenges, give away tons of money. It, it, it sometimes his, his pranks of goodness or kindness, whatever he calls them, where he'll find out a story about somebody like a pizza man, and he has that person deliver it to this house, and then they give him the keys to the house. He's a good dude, but he paid, a he paid for 1,000 people to get cataract surgery. Very interesting. You don't know who he is. There is nobody bigger on the interwebs on YouTube than that guy. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Coming up, a little financial news. Inflation. Where's the stock market going? Are we headed into recession? Are we still in a recession? Is it a soft landing, hard landing? We'll talk about it straight ahead. Chad Benson Show. Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. How will the tech companies look this week? A lot of good stuff to talk about in the financial world. Joining us now is uh, the one, the only, uh, my buddy, the the man that leads the way over at uh, Board Capital. And uh, you can hear him at knowyourriskradio.com. Zach Abraham and uh, Chief Investment Officer. The tech companies this week, my man, are, they gonna, are we going to start seeing even more uh, blood in the streets, if you will? Oh, we're having connection. There we go. Hey, Zach, how you doing, brother? Okay, we're having some issues here. Technology. This is why they're laying everybody off. It's the reason they're laying everybody off. 
But I was going to talk about the, the the amount of people that have been blown out of the water in the tech. I'm not as worried as other people are about it because I just think it's there was an overhiring. But we talked about what was it last week? The rolling recession. And, and uh, Zach, brother, appreciate you joining me today. Uh, we were talking last week, Zach, about the rolling recession and how you're going to see parts of the economy do well, other parts of the economy not do so well. And I'm sure it's going to be the same way inside the investment world. Yeah, no, I, I think that's very much the case. And I, it's something that we've been talking a lot about, which is uh, kind of this bifurcation economically, meaning when you look at valuations and you look at demand and you look at the whole setup, um, you see a, a really favorable environment for more traditional forms of investment, like, you know, um, and, and granted, there's going to be ups and downs, but energy, uh, things that are inflationary, you know, inflationary sensitive, um, you've got kind of a mix there of really good fundamentals and really, really cheap prices relative to the rest of the market. You know, and I heard you talking about tech, which is, you know, this, this little experience made me want a short zoom stock. Uh, <laughs> but you you look at you look at some of those other sectors where prices are really overheated, and I think one of the things that investors are missing is it's not that you're. I, I don't think that you're going to see a catastrophe in, in the overall economy, Chad. I don't think you're going to see a catastrophe in those sectors. The setup is just really bad because you know w- when you speak about tech specifically, and I, I don't mean to belabor the point, but. When you speak about tech uh, specifically, like you said, it, we're due for a pullback in that in that sector. I mean, you've had 15 years of it being the leading sector, the leading performer on the market, and the valuations have just gotten nuts. So I'll give you an example. Um, you know, I've heard NVIDIA on the top of a lot of people's list. Now, this is not a recommendation to short NVIDIA or buy it, but I'm just using it as an example. Everybody's like, you've got to buy it. It's such a high-quality company, and it's down 65%. Okay, that's true, but here's the problem. I look at the stock, and it's trading at 90 times earnings or 17 times revenue. This is a chip manufacturer, and it's mature, right? It's a $500 billion company. And, uh, you, know, you, you know, again, Chad, you did this for a living. When you, look at, when you look at that, those kinds of valuations on good companies, right, there's no – no knocking against that. But when you look at those kinds of valuations on good companies, it just lets you know that you better be careful. And that also, you're going into a natural slowdown, right? Things cycle. We had too much exuberance built into so many of these types of stocks, um, you know, with the thought that the growth is just going to go on forever. And, you know, you and I both know that, unfortunately, that's never the case. Now, talking to Zach Abraham, uh, Chief Investment Officer, Bulwark Capital. Uh, check out his podcast, Know Your Risk Radio. You know, you talk about, I, I always go back to what uh, Elon Musk said that got him in trouble. He's like, there's no way that Tesla's worth more than all the other car companies in the world. He knew the stock was overvalued. There's a good value in a lot of these things. But it's just understanding in this world of of politics and, and reactionary stuff. And now you got meme stocks and all this lunacy. What's the right thing for, for people to do when it comes to, to their investment? Because if you're doing it yourself, a lot of times people get themselves in trouble. Yeah, well, and 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 this isn't a knock. I, uh, <laughs> I would tell people just, you know, hopefully you don't have to learn this lesson. But it's just a classic thing. It, you know, it's happened to me early on in my investment career. I think it happens to everybody. 
by the time that you get interested, by the time it sucks you in as a novice, is usually the incorrect time, right? Because it's like real estate or it's like anything else. What gets you into it is hearing about other people's success. By the time you're hearing a lot about other people's success, typically valuations and the market run uh, is near to an end. And as hard as it is for people, if you want to get into investing, you should wait until everybody's talking about how much they hate stock, right? First of all. Second of all, if you're doing it from home, I, I think I had a I had a um, I had a conversation, or no, one of my one of my employees had a conversation with a client recently or a prospective client that I thought was illuminating. Um, we had a very good uh, run over the last two years. And uh, in 2021, the value fund that I run was up 38%. This was probably in September of that year. And, and they were talking to a, a new prospective client and, uh, uh, you know, being up 38% when the market, when the S&P 500 is up 15, you know, that's, that's pretty good. And I don't say this to pound my chest and point out my own performance. The, 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 pers- the, pr- the prospect, the prospective client responded and he's like, you know, 38% isn't bad, but you know, that's a little too conservative. I'm looking for real returns, like 50 to 60% a year. And <laughs> uh, so am I, right? <laughs> uh, there is no investor in the history of investing that's averaged anywhere close to that. Uh, it's not possible to average that kind of return over a long period of time. So I think number one, let's get really realistic, right? When I look out at the macro economy today and you look out what's going on, you know, I, you know, I think it's a pretty good investment over the next year, year and a half, Chad. I, I think U.S. Treasury is paying four and a half percent, ain't bad. Um, no. Especially if rates go down, right? Then, then you get a, you get the interest push, you get the capital appreciation. I, I think that now is a time to manage risk, to not be hiding under a, a desk and freaked out about the end of the world, but to to pull in those expectations and go, hey, if you're an investment that you think can deliver you five to ten percent over the next year. I don't think that's going to be a bad thing. No, it's not. Talking to a Zach Abraham, uh, Chief Investment Officer, Bulwark Capital. Uh, people, okay, so you, you've got several different people who are looking at the investment world. If, you, if you're just getting started, let's focus on the just getting started today. You're just getting started. Maybe you're in your mid-20s. you got a little 401k, but you want to do more. Compared to somebody who's been in the, you know, who's towards retirement, you're going to come at things much differently. You're going to be more aggressive when you're younger, less aggressive when you're older, and and I don't think people understand that. Everybody wants, you know, X, Y, and Z, and I want to do. It's not like that. You have to temper this for a long term marathon because even if you're retired, you're still in a marathon because you're going to outlive where people did forty years ago. Chad, I. I honestly think that you just, for those that know that, uh, for those that don't know this, you and I don't, you and I don't prep for these. Uh, I think you just hit it on the head and it's something that we talk about all the time. And it's something, it is a giant hole and, and it, this isn't an opinion, it's math. And I'll just give you some quick anecdotal, uh, uh, info to back that up. Um, when we go into retirement or, or when we get close to retirement, things, our our portfolios should change. I, I see all the time where people leave their job, you know, retire at 63, 64, 65, transition into retirement and have the exact same portfolio that they did when they were still working. It's insane. And they go, well, Zach, it's a conservative portfolio. It's a 60, 40 stock bond portfolio. Well, how did that portfolio work last year? It probably didn't feel too conservative to you last year, right? Where the bonds were down more than the stocks and the 60, 40 portfolio for the first time in history, the bonds underperformed the stocks in a down market, right? So it didn't hedge your equity risk; it added to it. Um, where we sit there and go, look, this is this is just 
this is just a data point. If you have a traditional 60-40 portfolio or any of those traditional allocations, and if you just ask your advisor, why am I doing this? The advisor will tell you because this portfolio will average 8 to 9%. Then you look at that advisor and you go, over what time period? And he goes, over the last 100 years. Okay, let's stop and think about what that means. We know that retirement on average lasts about 19 and a half years. Average person retires at 65, average life expectancy is 80, 84 and a half. Okay, why in the world would we build a portfolio that needs to last 20 years based on 100 year averages? Because in order to get that 100 year average, you had to be down 85% at certain times. You had to be down below zero for 25 years at one point during that 100 years. If, if you track that for that whole 100 years, there were times during that 100 years you were destroyed, which is crazy to me, right? You, your, your retirement should be fireproof. I always yeah. tell people, look, getting, getting the next three out of five retirements right, that isn't good enough, right? You only get no. one. So anyway, just look, you need to have a fireproof retirement that can stand up to anything. Absolutely true. We've got about a minute here this week. What are we looking for uh, when it comes to inflation, some numbers people should be paying attention to? Really, right now, the whole story is the Federal Reserve. Um, We think the Federal Reserve is getting very frustrated that asset prices remain high. I don't think that this is a I, I don't think that this is a likelihood. But I think as you see markets trying to push higher, I think you're bringing into play a surprise rate hike. I think you may be looking at a 50 bip rate hike when the market's expecting 25 or perhaps uh, a 25 bip rate hike in between meetings. Um, now that's just a theory. I don't think it's a, I, I don't think it's, I, I don't, I don't think it's likely, but as you see this market push up, you're increasing the likelihood of the fed having to get more aggressive because of the correlation between consumer spending and stock markets. So right now I think it's all about watching the fed, watching the inflation numbers, and then also just understanding the climate we're in, which is we very much think we're in recession. And I think you need to you need to keep the, the horses close to the barn. Absolutely. Zach Abraham, Chief Investment Officer, is always good to talk to you. And we'll do it again next Monday. If you want to check out all the stuff they have, uh, you can go to knowyourriskradio.com. Appreciate you talking to me, man. Have a good week. You bet, Chad. Thanks a lot, man. Look forward to talking to you next week. At Chad Benson Show, Twitter, C-H-A-D-B-E-N-S-O-N. Yeah, you know, I don't think people understand when it comes to the financial world. It's like, you know, because I've got a mother-in-law that uh, the, the, that lives with us. And it's, you know, the retirement, it's it, it changes. You know, you got to look at the world in a different way. And I don't think people realize that. When you're younger, though, you should be chasing bigger things just like anything else. That's what you should be doing. I mean, I don't think people get that either. It's crazy. And the more you know about this, we're getting our kids, you know, early on in the game, understanding the financial market, understanding not only savings and compound interest, but a lot of different things that I don't think people think about. So when they're older, guess what? They're not so dependent on everything else in the hopes and a pray that they get a pension. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at text the program. Oh, my Lord. Nature will mess you up. Chad Benson Show. what you know how to do because when you do what you do what you know how to do what you've just said 
is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. And then they passed us a baton. And the question is, what will we do with the time we carry the baton? You either smoking something or you just dumb as hell. Who doesn't love a yellow school bus? What? Oh my God. Get your ass on that school bus and go home. Meep, meep. I call myself a joyful warrior. The Chad Benson Show. A motion-triggered wildlife camera was set up near a deer carcass in a wooded area near Boulder, Colorado. In hopes of you know, seeing some cool animals interacting. Boulder Open Space and Mountain Parks Department's Christian Nunes. It was a great surprise to see the bear just sitting there right in front of the camera. A large black bear eating, lounging, and posing, unusual for bears, out of hundreds of shots. 400 of the photos were the bear sitting in front of the camera. Then, bye bye they assumed the bear went into hibernation. Got his food and he bounced 400 shots. He's like, look at me. Get my good side. I'm delicious looking. Don't you think? Fantastic. You guys want a piece of this? Hmm. You like a little bit of that? Hmm. Nature is nature and it will mess you up. And it could be a ham as well. And then there's weird stuff about nature and human beings. And this is just gross. A Japanese whaling operator struggling for years to promote its products amid protests from conservationists has found a new way to cultivate customers and bolster sales. Whale meat vending machines. The Kujira, which means whale, store, is an unmanned outlet, the company's third store, that recently opened in the port town of Yokohama near Tokyo. Inside, three machines for whale sashimi, whale bacon, whale skin, and whale steak, as well as canned whale meat. I'm going to have a hard pass on that. I just don't, none of that sounds good to me. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't whale is not something I'm like, you know what I'd like to eat today? Whale. <laughs> like I have my four food groups, like macaroni and cheese, you know, hot dogs, hamburger, but whale is not on the food group. And are we past this yet? I mean, whaling isn't that what are we doing? Like if you're if you're an Inuit and you're in an area where whaling is part of your survival from year to year, that's one thing. Uh, we're not in that place anymore, so that's where we mess nature up. You guys see where I'm going with this one? Mess you up, nature can do, and that's where we mess nature up. Speaking of nature messing you up, more animal stuff here on this Monday edition of the Chad Benson Show. A man. In Mexico, Manuel Lopez, scuba diving for a mollusk when he's attacked by a shark and had his head torn off. The 19-foot great white shark uh, near San Jose Beach in Tobury Bay, which is on the western coast of Mexico, when the 19-foot great white shark attacked him and hit him at the top of his body and tore his head off. Uh, he bit the shoulder area and that that's nature messing you up. And apparently some people had spotted the shark earlier. They had pictures of it. It's a big ass shark. It's what it is. It's ginormous. And there'd been some people that had said over and over again, be careful out there. Be careful. Many anglers, sure. Because of what's going on, it's the second deadly attack since of last year when Victor Australia, 56, was fishing for scallops when he was attacked by a shark uh, not too far from there. They said the this shark was massive, like massive, 19 feet. So let's just take away some of the feet. Say it's 16 feet. It's a female. 
Why is it always got to be a woman? Well, you know, women grow larger in in the sharking world. Females are bigger because they have to they have the pups and everything. And probably a shark that size got to be 67. And boom, the hammer came down. And people were warning people, stay out of the water because nature will mess you up. And it did. That's horrible. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. Your Twitter, your Instagram, all of the other stuff. Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. Go to Rough Greens right now. Get yourself a free bag of Rough Greens. That'll help your dog, and that's a way for you to help nature with itself. Rough Greens has vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega-369, all of this incredible stuff that you sprinkle on top of your dog's food, and it brings your dog's food to life, and it is incredible what it's done for my dog, Doodle, who struggled with joint pain, hip pain, uh, lack of energy. Doodle is about 15 or 16 years old, more energetic than he's ever been, happier than he's ever been, bouncier than he's ever been. It's great. If you love your animals like I love my animals, give it a try. It's going to be free for you to have a two-week jumpstart program. They send you out a bag. You cover the cost of shipping. It's that simple. Don't change anything. Don't buy special food. Just sprinkle this on top of their food. Watch what happens. RUFFgreens.com slash Chad. Get a free bag now. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. At Chad Benson Show. Twitter. C-H-A-D-B-E-N-S-O-N. If you miss any show, grab the podcast. It's the Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. My wife asked me on Friday night what I was watching on my phone. I said, uh, a horrible video. You don't need to see it. She goes, no, no, no. What do you see? What, what, what is it? What, I, I want to see what you're doing. I said, nothing. I said, you don't need to see it. And then I told her, look, I'm doing something for my job that you don't need to see. And she goes, is that video? I said, it is that video. I have said from day one of this this job that I love dearly, that I'm blessed to do on a daily basis. There are things in my life I never want to forget. And there are some things that I see that I wish I could. This was one of those things. The beating death of Tyree Nichols. Seventy-one commands, thirteen minutes. Many of them juxtaposed against each other, going in opposite directions. Sit, stand, do. It, it was awful to see. Why him? Don't know. Nobody can even figure out why they pulled him over. And there's rumors out there that he was having an affair with one of the police officers' wives, and all the. Uh, 
at the end of the day, five officers, five guys who, who wear the blue, who wear the badge, tarnished police across the country, made their job harder today than it was on Friday because they're just bad human beings. And they chose to be judge, jury, and executioner of somebody for whatever reason. I find it hard in this day and age to look out there and think there is not one individual amongst them that says, what in God's name are you guys doing? How in God's name is this going? What? Nobody? Zero zilch? You killed a human being because of what? He was of no threat. Didn't have a gun. Never put the gun. Never heard any of that. None of that stuff. You know what I heard? A guy that was confused, that got beat down, and that eventually died. And for what? Miss Wells, he calls out for you three times. Good wrenching screams for his mom. Go ahead, mom. That was my baby. He was a mama's boy. That boy loved me to death. He has my name tattooed on his arm. People don't know what those five police officers did to our family. He cried out for his mom. Yes. As most human beings would. Crying out for their their mom. Crying out for somebody to help them in a situation that was horrific. And that's exactly what it was. Horrific. And they really don't know what they did to their own families. They have put their own families in harm's way. They have brought shame to their own families. They brought shame to the black community. I feel sorry for them. Yeah. And, you know, uh, Friday night, you know, Don Lemon comes out and it basically, or Van Jones, one of them says, uh, one of the CNN uh, comes out and says, you know, it's essentially, it's white supremacy. These guys put on the uniform and deep down inside they look around and the uniform gives them a shield of whiteness that allows them to do what they want to black communities uh, because of people are always reaching to make this a race thing. This was not a race thing. This was bad policing. This was not a race thing. This was bad human beings doing bad things to another human being because for whatever reason, they believed that they could. Half Moon Bay and Monterey Park was the other one. And, you know, these the, the shootings happen. We go through these, this ritual where then we wait for, the, for them to announce the race of the shooter. Like we're waiting for the Oscar nominations because that's, you know, somehow to a lot of people the most important thing. And I just thought it was very interesting that this week Asians were killed by Asians, two Asian men who are 66 and 72. And then this week we just got this video of the Memphis Five, a black man is brutally beaten in Memphis by five cops. They're all black. We've said it a thousand times. That's what we do. That's our sport now. If there's a story here, and what is that story? Well, the story is uh, no story because well, it was an Asian guy who shot Asian people and another Asian guy shot more Asian people. We run to find out, did this guy, if you kill 20, but you're a person of color, it's not a big deal. If you kill three... But you're a white guy that voted for Trump. Well, then it's a huge deal. That's the media looking for a reason to make something out of nothing. This was horrific and horrible. 
It was all of the things. Was it race motivated? No. Was it personal? I have no idea. Was it awful? 100%. I guess what I'm asking is America's culture of violence, it does go deeper than race, right? And I think this monofocus we have on race is short-circuiting us trying to fix some of the realer problems. Would you agree? And this is an opportunity for us to have that conversation. The conversation about mental health, the conversation about cops, the cops and, and the oh, stress yeah. and the stress the cops are under. I'm not defending yes. these guys. Of course, this was a tragedy. They should be prosecuted full extent of the law, the, the whole nine yards. But if we don't at some level realize that it's not a white cop or a black cop, it's a cop who's under stress. Yeah. You think those guys made cops jobs easier today? They did not. They made it harder. They made it harder for police. And we will focus on, it's like sharks. If there's a shark attack, we'll talk about a shark attack later. It becomes a big story. Because it doesn't happen all that often. It doesn't become a big story all that often. For the amount of times that police officers interact with everybody, people of color, white people, every, guess what? Very, very few times do we hear stories like this. We ask our police officers to be, nowadays, drug counselors, homeless professionals. We ask them to be marriage counselors. We ask them to solve problems that that's not their pay grade. Their job is to go out and try to protect and serve, and they get called in for everything. Some of it completely stupid. Some of it turns out to be awful. And out of that, more crimes come We've got to do a better job with our officers. We have to have more training. All of those things are true. That being said, what happened the other day was horrific. But to say that all cops are bad and that we need to get rid of, 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 of you know, everything when it comes to, to, to police, as you're starting to hear. Hey, it's time to, you know, let's take away their money. Let's do. No, 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 no. That's not what we need to do. We need better training. We need longer training. And as I've said all along, the way that we look at police nowadays and the way that we should be going at it is not a defund the police. It is about going in and reimagining police for this day and age of social media, of many different things like homelessness, like drug use, like violence, like but not violence in the sense that we would think of violence as, you know, gang versus gang, but many different. We need to reimagine the police force and make it safer for everybody. That's should be our number one goal. Should be. When it comes to police. Not take away things, not do all of it. No, that because that's oh, we got to do this. We got to do that. No, no. It, it is about reimagining the police looking elsewhere. If you look at the amount of training that's received by the typical police officer, city, county in this country, and you compare it to other places, I mean, it's so much less. We spend 20, 25, maybe 30 weeks. There's a lot of countries that spend eight months, a year. Yeah. And they don't deal with what our guys and gals have to deal with. They don't. 
They don't deal with the gang violence that our guys and gals have to deal with. Oh, there are some countries that do. You look at Mexico, you look at parts of Central America and South America uh, and parts of, you know, uh, of other that deal with horrific gang violence stuff. But you look at what our guys and gals have to deal with on the street. It is a different world. So funny, having lived in England, you know, I mean, I, I, a couple of my friends were, I was going to say, Bobbies, you know, they were coppers. I actually played for uh, the cop team for a while on the loan. So uh, the Met Police. And uh, I will tell you this. They were, uh, it was different. It was a different world, the way the cops were. Much different. And what they had to deal with. They used to also talk about the fact that they don't worry about rolling up to a place and somebody having a gun. They don't worry about a lot of those things. Uh, now, things have changed a little bit, especially in and around London. But those situations where that was happening, there were special cops that were brought out for those things. Not the average run-of-the-mill police officer. It is a much different world. But they also say, we don't deal with what you guys have to deal with there. How much of that is us? We've got to reimagine. We've got to do something. We do. But to say all cops are bad, no. These five cops, yes, they're going to get what's coming to them. What will that be? We're going to find out. We will find out. But it's about reimagining the police force for a modern time, giving them more training, giving them more modern tools, not taking away from them. Because if you're worried that that cops are bad now, try taking away from them all the things like, oh, we're going to take away money, we're going to do this, then. what do you think you're going to be left with at that point? Just curious. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. Your Twitter, your Instagram, all of the other things. And there are plenty of other things like, you know, Facebook, stuff like that. Love hearing from all of you. Hope you guys had a good, amazing weekend. Well, thanks, uh, Craig, again for uh, helping out as he tends to do when I take a day off, which was much needed, by the way. Much needed. Hanging out with the family. It's a good thing, kids. It is 323-538-2423. MyPillow right now has their amazing slippers on sale, deep discounts. Top of that, they got deep discounts on the MyPillow, all of the products across the board. You simply go to MyPillow.com slash Benson. And when you do, guess what? Use that Benson on the way out. That's that code. You're going to save big. And I'm talking about the best slippers. So we have them. It's really cool. Cool for us. All right. We drop down into the 20s a couple times. You know, and it's nice. Nice when you just throw your slippers on and go outside. You can go outside with these indoor, outdoor slippers. Credible sole. Right? They got the faux suede on them. Tons of colors. They got the moccasin styles. They got the slip-on styles. But these are deep discounts on the My Pillow slippers right now. But huge discounts on top of that on all of the other MyPillow products. And it's simple and easy to do. You go to MyPillow.com slash Benson. Use code Benson. You're going to save big. And right now you get a six-day money-back guarantee, one-year limited warranty on the amazing MyPillow slippers. MyPillow.com slash Benson. MyPillow.com slash Benson. So Chad Benson, shoo. You're listening to The Chad Benson Show.
Once again, gas prices are on the rise, but this time it is coming as a shock to many Americans who are used to paying less during the winter months. The cold weather usually signifies that less people are on the roads and less demand, but the national average has already jumped to $3.51 a gallon, according to AAA. Gas prices have increased by 12 cents since last week and 41 cents since last month, with states like Colorado, Georgia, Florida, Ohio, and Delaware seeing the biggest surge. Yep, gas prices up uh, two weeks ago today on the way, and I paid two eighty nine. I paid three twenty nine today, so a forty cent jump in about two weeks' time. There's a lot of reason for that. Uh, first of all, you know the refineries, all those stuff we're going to talk about. As you'd hear right here. Analysts point to the recent Arctic blast that crippled refineries and led to outages. The Biden administration has also halted its unprecedented release of millions of barrels of oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve that brought relief to many Americans at the pump last year. But according to Gas Buddy, Americans don't have to worry about seeing prices reach $5 a gallon like we saw last summer. Uh, not all that's true. Uh, the, if we've talked about it, uh, how much did strategically the drop, uh, you know, all of that oil he released, what did that do? Most analysts anywhere between, you know, maybe 10 and 20 cents a gallon, which is, it's nice, right? We're not going to say no, but there's a lot of other things to go into it. One of which is China's back at it. They've opened up their country. They're ready to start doing stuff. They're asking people to come back and do business with them. Uh, their zero COVID policy uh, did not, unless, of course, your zero COVID policy is we want zero people to have not caught it, then you're on your way. So that aside, you've got, yes, the refineries, that had a few issues. And on top of all of that, and this is something that I think is we start to move in the the Ukraine thing, all this, this is what happens when you start making us less energy dependent on our energy, which we should be more dependent on our energy. Buying out on the global market, we crushed ourselves. We want to stop doing this, stop doing that. Let's get away from this. Get away from fossil fuels. Get away from all of those things. Our, our buddy, Zach Abrams, talked about it on numerous occasions. On the the what is happening, uh, you know, with with, you know, where are good stocks to buy and stuff, but also the fact that with China opening back up with all of these things going on and us not producing the way we should. And as, and the slowdown, because remember, this isn't if you stopped producing today and you go several months, it's not like you flip a switch and you come back on. And you're like, all right, here comes all the oil. It, does, it doesn't work that way. It takes a while to ramp itself up. Plus, we've got through the election, so there's no reason for us to try to continue to push this thing down. So there's a lot of things that go into this, and it's not just one thing. China's one of them. Opening up their marketplace means that there's less oil available on the market. I don't think the Ukraine issue, as horrible as in the war, is playing the same kind of hell and havoc that some people may think. But there's no doubt there's, there's fear there. There's a lot of different things going on, and I don't see it crashing anytime soon back down to $2.10 a gallon, which sucks. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show, your Twitter, your Instagram, more about what's going on in Memphis. Talk a little bit more about that. A lot of stuff still to squeeze into, some immigration as well. Text the program. Love hearing from all of you. It is the Chad Benson Show. 
Brad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Horrific, awful, all of the things that you can think about when we talk about the video Tyree Nichols being beat. And of course, you have to come out if you're somebody like Al Sharpton, because this is where you make your bread and butter. For something that we don't even know if it was a traffic infraction. Right. If it was something even worse, you don't beat a man to death. Five men on a 140-pound thin young man unarmed. I mean, you or I could have uh, probably handcuffed him. So what is this power trip? What is this venom that we allow police to put on private citizens? I've seen many things over the years I've been out here. This is among, if not the worst I've seen. This is worse than Rodney King. It was horrible. There's no doubt about that. And by the way, I don't think you could have taken him there. I'm going to be 100% honest with you, uh, uh, <laughs> Mr. Sharpton. I don't think you could have taken him. It was horrible, though. And he is right about one thing. This, uh, cops cannot be judge, jury, and executioner. Can't happen, period. Case closed. Cannot happen. Cannot. This was not a snap judgment moment call. He had a gun. It was him or me scenario. This was a takedown by five cops who did horrific things to somebody, and it was awful. And guess what? It doesn't help anybody at all when you think about government and something like the police. Look, it's not a secret that Americans are losing confidence in their institutions, including the police. And their political leaders in general. In fact, our new NBC News poll that's out this morning paints a picture of a deeply pessimistic country, distrustful of government in general, with an overall outlook that is historically bleak. Asked to describe where America is headed in the next year, more than two-thirds use negative words and phrases, downhill, wrong track, disaster, hard times, and uncertainty. Both sides of the aisle. Full 71% of Americans say the nation is on the wrong track. That's not good. That is not good. What's the track we should be on? Well, apparently it's not this one. Do I think that the nation's going to hell in a handbasket? No, I don't. Do I think we've got our issues? Oh, yeah, we definitely have our issues. There is no doubt about that. We have our issues. Issues like policing. How do we better do it? Our government. How do we come together and actually move the ball forward? How do we try to unite people? Instead of divide people, as long as there's money in dividing people, well, government doesn't really care. Oh, yeah. Yeah. As long as there's money in in breaking things up. Breaking people apart. Then government doesn't care. Why should they care? I guess they should. No, no. If the money, if, if, if the goal is government, and by that, I mean, politicians in particular, is to push people to the side, gin up their side over the other side, get people angry, polarized, and get them to use that to act on it, not violently, but with their pocketbook and their vote, then why should they come together? Oh, I don't, don't know if they should. Exactly. Exactly. 
we're going in the wrong direction because, well, they tell us we're going in the wrong direction. Do I think we're going in the wrong direction? No. Do I think we have some issues? Of course. Name a nation that doesn't have any issues. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'll take your call off air. Every nation has issues. Every nation has their struggles and problems. Ours is magnified because of social media, because of who we are. All of those things are bigger. Frustration? Absolutely. Anger? Totally get it. But that's also on us to figure out why are we so into allowing people to divide us? Hmm, that's a good question. Why are we? Why are we fine that a politician could come and scream and yell, uh, if you will, according to the media, and push all kinds of narratives, and we decide that we're going to back that person, regardless of whether or not we believe that what they're saying is true or not, but because it's against, quote unquote, the other side. And yet at the same time they're doing that, they're asking us for money. Hmm. This is also on us saying, hey, you know, maybe just maybe I can do my own thinking for a while. I can be a little bit more independent in my thinking. I can check my facts and also make up my own mind on what I'm going to do. I don't give money to politicians. Never will. Never, ever will. Because why would I waste my money on politicians? I'd rather go to Vegas and have a crazy fun weekend. Take my family somewhere and just blow a bunch of money, then hand money to a politician who is using this essentially to get reelected and aren't interested in actually doing the job of the people. And the job of the people is coming together, finding solutions to problems as best as we possibly can. Not everything is going to be perfect. It's the other side of it. We want all or nothing. We've become an all or nothing society. We want everything. I'll take zero over 80% of what I want, which is ridiculous. Some of it's them, some of it's us. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter, your Instagram, all of the other things, and there's plenty of other things that you can jump at. Uh, Migrants, issues, absolutely. Why? They're frustrated. What's going on in New York? But I thought New York was so welcoming. I thought it was just amazing. I thought it was all of the things. Mayor Adams announced a week ago plans to set up a 1,000-bed facility in Brooklyn for the migrants, and this weekend they began moving men there, but not without controversy. City Hall insists the facilities at Brooklyn Cruise Terminal will provide the same services as every other humanitarian relief center in the city, and that families with children need a place to call home, too. So Mayor Adams today, he's not thrilled by what's going on in New York, says we're almost at the breaking point, struggling uh, with with the migrant influx. And I always like to point out, well, this is how do you think Yuma feels and Tucson and and McAllen and and and, you know, go down the list of uh, of of, you know, El Paso. How do you think they feel not being New York City? with unlimited amounts of money comparatively to a place like Yuma? Talk to Mayor Nichols all the time. He's the mayor of, of, of Yuma, and he'll tell us. Last week he said, I, maybe Biden's little thing works because we saw a little bit of a downtick. But he goes, the last couple of days we've seen back up an, an uptick. And last year, $20 bucks Gone. 
when it comes to the hospital. That's what it costs, an extra $20 million for people coming over the border illegally. We're not a, a horrible society. We're going to make sure that they get taken care of. But that money goes to pay for stuff and then we're reimbursed. No, we're not reimbursed. We're, we're not? No. So then, then where does this, well, then this gets passed on to the consumer, to, to all of the other things that have to happen down the line when it comes to, okay, so you're passing all of this off to the, to, to the insurance companies, to the consumer down the lane is going to pay more, all of that. Yes, yes, that's what happened. Taxes are going to have to go up, all of those things. That's tiny Yuma. And they're getting anywhere between 600 and 1,000 people a day. Because, as we were just talking about, nobody's interested in the solution. Nobody's interested in finding a real solution. While it might not be perfect, it is better than what we have now, which is half-assery. Pedro Duran, originally from Venezuela, arrived in New York in mid-October. He was already bused to Brooklyn, but said it was so cold he came back to the Watson, except he is no longer welcomed here. It's not humane. This is not the way you treat human beings. According to the mayor's spokesman, plans are to, quote, transition the hotel to meet the large number of asylum-seeking families with children. These single men are being sent to Red Hook. Yeah, well, you're going to take care of family first, right? I mean, that should be the number one thing. Women and children will be taken care of first. Families will be taken care of first. Single men, which were not supposed to be coming across the border, wasn't happening. They were turned around immediately. Well, obviously, that's not true. Volunteer advocates argue the city should put these migrants in some of the most expensive pieces of real estate in the world. This is billionaires row. Half of the super towers on this street are empty. The city says, quote, more than 42,000 asylum seekers have arrived in New York City. More keep coming and resources are already overstretched. Yeah. Billionaires row. We're just going to take their stuff and put you in there. It's not going to happen. It isn't going to happen. It isn't. Well, it should happen. Why should it happen? It's not your stuff. Should we just go and just put people in places because it's not your stuff? Because we feel that you've got something that somebody else doesn't have. So therefore, it should be somebody's right to just go and take it. Put somebody in there. Yeah, that's not how we do things in this country. It's not what we're about. Uh, but as you just mentioned, some states are trying to block our, our success uh, and measures because they would rather use immigration as a political stunt. I'd like to know what states those are, KJP. Just, just, just for your, who's trying to block what when it comes to your success at the border? If success means allowing millions of people through, then, then you're you're succeeding. Nobody's blocking anything. If success is actually trying to do something where you stop people from coming through, well then, isn't that the kind of success we want? I'm all for opening the borders when it comes to easier path to working here, easier path for temporary employment, easier path for a lot of different things. Let's have the conversation. But until you fix the border, this isn't what this thing should be about. Your easier path seems to be just allowing God knows how many people in and doing very little about it, and then screaming that it's all the Republicans' fault. You've been the worst on the border. There has been zero presidents in my lifetime that have been this bad on the border. 
He is the leader. He is the chief in charge of being awful at the border. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Rough Greens. R-U-F-F Greens.com slash Chad. Go there right now. Get a free bag of Rough Greens. Vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega-369. All of this incredible stuff. You get it packed in this amazing bag of Rough Greens. That is a supplement that goes on top of your dog's food. And with it, well, it's going to help your dog tremendously. It's helped my dog Doodle with things like his hips and joint pain. It's helped him with his energy level. It's just been a great helper. And all we did was change his food. We didn't do anything else. We didn't buy special food. We just took this supplement and sprinkled it on top of his food. Now, Dr. Dennis Black, the naturopathic doctor who put this together, wants you to try it for free. It's been over a quarter of a century, you know, putting this thing together, cultivating this amazing, incredible supplement. And he wants every dog to have a chance to try it for free. All you have to do is go to ruffgreens.com slash Chad to get a free bag. You cover the cost of shipping. The bag comes to you free. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. At Chad Benson Show. Twitter, C-H-A-D-B-E-N-S-O-N. Let's wrap it up straight ahead this Monday. Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show, where we reach across the aisle and occasionally poke someone in the eye. And then there were two, that's right, two teams left. To get ready to fight it out for the Super Bowl, which will be coming here. I'll be at Super Bowl Row, not broadcasting my national show. My uh, my morning show will not be, but the afternoon show will be. We have two teams left. The first team, they put it away easy. That was the Eagles. 10, 9, 8. The Philadelphia Eagles have won the NFC Championship. 4-3-2-1. By the final score, the Eagles 31, the 49ers 7. Yeah. That was the first game. It was never close. The Eagles rolled through it. It got ugly fast, partially because on the third play, Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, the quarterback that has come in, the rookie quarterback, picked last in this year's NFL draft, uh, just he, he tried to throw the ball, and in doing so, was hit in the elbow. It ended up being a fumble, but when he snapped his arm forward, uh, his his arm got caught. His elbow went forward. It was uh, looked kind of like at first, like it's no big deal. Ball slipped out of his hand. He maybe hurt his wrist a little bit, but eh, yeah, he's gonna be fine. No, he was out a vast majority of the game. Then they brought in their four string. I think Josh Douglas. I don't even know his name. That's how bad he's thirteenth team. Uh, and uh, he was. Uh, it just didn't look good. It did not look good, and it wasn't at one time. Uh, McCaffrey was playing quarterback. Who was there? <laughs> He's their running back. That's how bad it was. So it was over early, thirty-one to seven. The second game, Joe Burrow, Mahomes, Mahomes injured last week, high ankle sprain, and Joe Burrow, Joe Cool, who is three and zero in Kansas City, has beaten Mahomes every time, trying to get the Bengals back to the Super Bowl. By beating 
the KC Chiefs again. This time, well, they had their opportunities, but it came down to this. This will be a 45-yard attempt from the far hash. At eight seconds to go in regulation, Cincinnati does have one timeout left. Harrison Butker, the biggest kick of his Chiefs life. Placement is down. Butker's kick is up. The spinning kick high, floating in the air, and it is good! 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 Did Cincinnati call timeout? They did not! They did not! They did not! It's a field goal from 45 yards out by Harrison Butker with three seconds to go in regulation. And that thing just hung up in the air. Yep. Yep, hung up in the air. And what happened on the play before is it was 16 seconds left. Mahomes, who's got a high ankle sprain, hasn't been running around, isn't getting free. High ankle sprain takes months at times to come back from. He went for it, chased out of the pocket, got the first down, but they have no timeouts left. And one of the... Uh, one of the Cincinnati Bengals players hits him out of bounds, tacks on another 15. They go for the field goal there, and it is good. I will say this. Had they not had that 15-yard penalty, everybody, it's funny, I was reading today, everybody consoled the guy on the field. But apparently in the locker room, they tore him up. I told my wife that was going to happen. I said, man, because he gave him 15 yards. He made that kick by about six yards. The wind was horrible. If that if that kicks 15 yards back, I don't think he makes it. I think they go into overtime. Bad play, stupid play. That costs you. It costs you big time. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Solid fun show. So we know what the Super Bowl is going to look like. It is the cheese steaks of Philadelphia and Kansas City barbecue. I'm a Kansas City barbecue kind of guy, but do I think they can beat the cheese steaks of Philadelphia? The Eggles. We'll break it down as it gets closer and closer. Everybody take a deep breath. We've seen some horrible things over the last couple days, and that happens. But when we hear that America's going on the wrong track and that we're falling apart, everybody relax. Still the greatest country on earth, and we do have our problems, but we can overcome those things. What we need to do is stop dividing ourselves and find out what unites us. You guys have a blessed rest of your Monday. We'll do it again tomorrow. Night, night, Jack. This is the Chad Benson Show.